I'm EJ Lawless, your host of HR Tech Go to Market, a podcast where we explore how HR tech and future of work companies bring their products to market, how they sell, to whom they sell, how they position. Today, we have a great episode with Sam Fitzroy, the founder of Dahlia. Sam has over 10 years experience in the HR tech industry, doing partnerships and integrations at Indeed, marketing partnerships at The Muse, and in the past couple of years has launched this really successful startup called Dahlia, where he's helping to improve the candidate experience. In this episode, we cover channel partnerships versus sales, how there's still an opportunity to improve the candidate experience, and what it's like raising in today's market. I'm just trying to find a groove, okay. and then we'll kind of edit afterwards. Cool. Wherever you want. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about Dahlia. So what are you working on now? So at Dahlia, we're trying to improve the candidate experience, which has just been ignored for a really long time from my point of view. And uh, there's all kinds of pain and friction in the job search. Like it's still crazy how hard it is to apply for a job. You can go online and buy a car probably in 15 or 20 minutes, but it's much harder to apply to a job. So there's like these crazy inefficiencies for job seekers that haven't gotten any better. So at Dahlia, we're trying to just improve all of that, remove all the pain, remove all the unnecessary BS, and just make it easier for people to find and apply to jobs. Um, so that's like the high level focus. And if we do that really well, we should be able to deliver great hiring efficiency for employers. Got it. And so what does that look like from a product or user experience perspective, at least where the current version is? Yeah. So the current version, um, we have tools that companies can put onto their career site. So they're getting a lot of traffic coming to their career site, job seekers who want to learn more, maybe even apply. But because of all the inefficiencies and friction, very few actually get through and complete an application. So employers can put Dahlia on their site. And we give everybody who visits a really just simple, easy way to connect and show interest without having to go through a job application. So it just helps people quickly get into an employer's pipeline. We keep them engaged automatically. So we send automated email and SMS reminding these job seekers about the open jobs. We send helpful content. So it's mostly like um, resume writing tips, cover letter tips. We're soon to be, we'll be creating a resume tool to help everyone just create a simple free resume. Um, but the current version is really about just engagement on companies' career sites. Got it. Who are the target customers right now? Is it career sites, staffing agencies? Uh, it's large employers. So, you know, think about the companies who are hiring the most. Um, people in the U.S. And that's typically companies hiring hourly workers. So that's our focus um, in the early days. And the reason for that is we think we can make the most impact the fastest. Um, so you have one of our customers is Sodexo. So they're, uh, I think, on a normal year, they hire between 40 and 50,000 people. And they're staffing kitchen facilities and universities, stadiums, um, all kinds of stuff, and they have a constant uh, need for for hires. So they have a ton of inefficiency. There's a lot of people visiting their career site. They're, they have a huge demand for applications, but with so much friction, it's critical that they get more people in the door 
and can get people into the job process fast. So we're focusing on those types of companies because we can help the most job seekers. And it's like a very obvious ROI for these big companies. Who were your first customers and how did you get them? Yeah. So getting the first customers is hard. (laughs) Um, One of our first customers was Talbots, who's still a customer today. Um, Another very early customer was Sunrise Senior Living, who's also still a customer today. I love that. Um, And I got those first customers through agency relationships, working with recruitment marketing agencies, some relationships that I had from the industry. They were super helpful when I had nothing. I had no, no other customers, a very early product. They were great. So they, you know, I approached these contacts I had. We did demos, showed them the product. And it was more of a, like, okay, let's test this and see if it can deliver any value for our customers. So that was it. Um, That in combination with me sending hundreds, maybe thousands of emails (laughs) per week, just going cold. And I I landed a few deals that way as well. Nice. So it sounds like you had a product when you first started, so more than a deck. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the very first customer that I got live was from my own direct outbound, and there was no product yet. So it was just a concept. So the very first person I got to say yes, there was nothing to deliver. And it took about a month to get a product to them. Going through the procurement process, was that easier or hard? With larger companies, it tends to be more of a procurement process. What was that process like with? no product (laughs) well luckily it was a small company so there wasn't much of a procurement process so it was easy in that sense i didn't have to go through anything but for some of the larger companies as we move forward yeah it becomes more complex the bigger the company is and in fact some deals we've lost because there was a very extensive data security analysis that we had to go through and it's we're willing to do it, but in a lot of cases, because we handle private data for job seekers, the employer has to have the willingness to put you through that process, which can take a long period of time. So those have those like uh, procurement processes have killed a couple big deals. But normally, you know, it's pretty simple. There's not a huge process to go through at the companies we're targeting. So you know, it's like the mega big companies like a Walgreens or a Walmart that would have a process that would be tough to get through right now. Putting some type of code on a company career site, is that right? Do you have an integration that you have to work with, with applicant tracking systems or some other piece of software? No, we don't have to work with any um, API or any sort of be a, like a connected partner for any ATS, which is the really cool part. It allows us to just scale pretty quickly and for tons of companies to use it. So the minimum to, to get Dolly alive is just embedding a line of JavaScript onto your career site as an employer, which is super easy. We've never run into an issue with that. So that's the easy part. When we get to doing the data sync, where we push the candidate data over to the employer, it's an optional part of our platform. We encourage every employer to do it. So, for example, a job seeker signs up on the career site through a Dahlia form. We want to make sure that data gets into the employer's system, their ATS or their CRM. And so typically we'll have to do a, connect through an API to push that data. That's also pretty simple. Those connections take us a couple days of development time. And when we've already done it for like one system, we can 
rinse and repeat and do it again really quick. The setup is really easy. And that's one of the things that we've just tried to keep it simple because we know that these companies can get caught in like a setup hell with vendors and it takes them weeks or months to go live. Like, especially if you're going to put, put in place a, a large new career site from a recruitment marketing platform, that process can be two to 10 months of implementation. So we've been just trying to keep it really simple. Right now, we have it down to a line of JavaScript, which is great. That makes sense. That's great. Yeah. So as you're looking to scale, what are your biggest challenges or opportunities for scaling? Yeah, so our model is based on sales, which makes us different from some of the other big consumer job brands. Um, we So to scale... We have to have more employers joining the Dahlia network, using our products on their career site and their other systems. And that helps us get exposure and help more job seekers. So that is our path to scale. We need more companies coming in. That means we need more salespeople on our side because we're taking an outbound approach. Um, so it's really a matter of hiring on our side, um, making sure that the value prop is clear. It's a sales and marketing effort and uh, closing deals. It sounds like you started out with a channel partner strategy using recruitment agents. Yeah. Are they still part of your strategy? Has that changed? We don't have a formal strategy for it. I believe we have to have a dedicated resource to focus on those like agency relationships. So we're not quite there yet. What we do, is, you know, if we're, we're pitching to a company and they happen to work with um, Shaker or Recruitix or whoever it might be, then we'll start engaging that agency. But we're not out there like pushing the needle on it yet. I think, you know, I just got lucky in the early days with a couple of key relationships. We've been pretty successful without it, just doing direct sales. And so because we've had success, we just keep running with it and just, you know, we're trying to refine that channel direct and just make it make it awesome. So I think we'll need to do it, but we've got to get somebody dedicated uh, to really focus on the agencies. Got it. What was the impetus for Dahlia? What made you want to start it and solve this candidate pain point? I think it was just frustration. Like been in the industry since 2008, there's been so many products that have come out recently in the last five years, which has been so cool to see, by the way. Um, but the frustration is that all of the products that come out seem to be focused on the employer and solving problems for the employer. And the same challenges the job seekers had in 2008, they still have today. And none of them have, have gotten any better. It's still as hard to apply to a job today as it was almost 20 years ago. Uh, which doesn't make any sense. Um, it's still hard to find and discover relevant jobs that are a fit for you. If you go run a search on the major job sites, the relevance is still a problem. Um, and I know it's a tough problem to crack, but it should be much better. And um, the money that employers are spending is just crazy. Like It's still such inefficient spend. When you think about a cost per click and a cost per applicant, those numbers have just increased over the years. And so all that together just prompted me to, you know, think about this problem in a different way, which is, well, can we, instead of focusing on 
the problems that the employers have and try to solve those. Like, for example, let's create a CRM for employers so they can send marketing material about themselves to candidates to get them interested. Let's rethink that and, and think, what can we do for job seekers that makes their life better in the job search? What kind of content can we send them that's truly helpful? What kind of products can we build that make it easy to apply and easy to find jobs? And how do we deliver that on behalf of an employer? So the employer buys our product, but everything we build is for the job seeker and for the job seeker first. So the impetus was really frustration that it hadn't been done yet and wanted to take a, like a completely job seeker first approach to it. Is that something you picked up at your time at Indeed? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? A little bit. And, you know, Indeed has always been very into the job seeker and they've built a great product that is very focused on job search, but I don't think they've gone far enough. They're very aware of how challenging it is to apply to jobs. And I think there's a lot more that Indeed and other major industry players could be doing that they're not. We think Dahlia can take it the this, this step further or there's several steps further. An example of that is, you know, we get... Uh, over a hundred emails a day from job seekers right now who write into us and they have problems with their job search. Either they aren't finding relevant jobs. It's too hard to apply. They feel hopeless and lost. Like they can't continue in the search because no one's getting back to them. So they're just kind of expressing themselves and their challenges. And I think when these job seekers write and respond to, they write into most places, they never hear anything back. They don't get an answer. And so for us, it's critical that everybody who writes into us, we send them a response and get back to them and try to help them the best that we can. So while Indeed and some of the other platforms are job seeker first, they really focus their products there. We want to be different and go the whole way and just help people with whatever problem they're having in the job search and feel like Dahlia is actually their friend and helping them along the way. So. I guess the simplest way to say that is we just want to go really, really deep um, and help people no matter what the problem is. That's a great vision. It's well explained too. How did you and Jason Whitman decide to work together? Yeah, so we have a long history. We worked together at Indeed. In fact, he hired me at Indeed back in 08. So I've known him for a really long time. And we've stayed in touch, you know, I was indeed for almost eight years. He was there for a bit longer than that. And then we went on to do different things after Indeed, stayed in touch. And when I started Dahlia, he was interested in what we were doing. And he actually came in as an early investor, which was amazing. So he saw what was happening. He was getting updates. And I think, I, I don't know what prompted it, but I just finally built up the courage <laughs> to ask him to join us um, full time. And it, yeah, it was just, you know, it was amazing because I, you know, it was just me. There were a few other people and we were so early. It was just such an early stage startup. So I wasn't sure if he would be willing to take that leap, but he did. Um, and it's been really awesome. So yeah, long history there. And I'm so happy that we're uh, continuing it in the job space. It's pretty cool. That's great. You've obviously been in HR tech for a while. Can you talk a little bit about your experience at Indeed, what you were doing, what you focused on, 
maybe one or two lessons you took with you? Yeah. So at Indeed, I was doing partnerships, um, industry partnerships. So helping basically get job inventory from applicant tracking systems into Indeed and like through job feeds, just doing it more efficiently than crawls, uh, making sure employers could track all the traffic they were getting from Indeed, they could measure it. And then uh, we built a product called Indeed Apply. So, you know, tried to get those, all the different systems in HR tech integrated with that. Um, so there was a lot of technical like integration work and then also some revenue channel work. We did partnerships to you know, resell our agreements, basic channel alliance stuff. So it was really cool. Like I got to know the industry, learn all about the different players in the space. Uh, and I like loved that part of it. And I think what I learned, what, I guess one of the big lessons from, from that work was no matter, like, no matter what kind of deal you're trying to do, like it's a partnership or it's direct sales, it's just a grind. <laughs> and you're going to get a lot of no's and you've got to just power through that um, and stay positive. And we're seeing that now at Dahlia. Like it's my first time doing direct sales. And I see a lot of parallels between what we're doing now and what we went through in Indeed. You know, we were trying to get ATSs to integrate into Indeed Apply. And I have some funny comments of what the early ATSs said about that. <laughs> but, you know, nobody wanted to do it because of the technical lift. So we just had to figure out unique ways to sell through that. And we're doing some of the same things here with Dahlia, like um, trying to figure out how to get people interested, what the right value prop is, how do we present the product. And um, so it's been cool to kind of see the parallels there. That's great. Did the experience with ATSs and the API integrations inform how you thought about Dahlia and the one line of JavaScript? Yeah, we wanted to make sure it was easy and you didn't have to do an integration to use the product because <laughs> I know how, how difficult they can be. So yeah, that, yeah, that was a big part of it. And I'm very proud that anybody can use our product just by drop, dropping a line of JavaScript and not having to do anything else. That's great. It, so you were at Indeed for eight years, and then where did you go after Indeed? To a company called The Muse. And what do you work on there? Um, more partnership work. So some, but, you know, it was less about integration across the industry and more about co-marketing, channel alliances. I got to go deeper into The Muse's actual product, which was fun. So I was only there for two years, but it felt like such a long time. It was um, it was an amazing experience. It was like a true startup experience. You know, when I joined Indeed, Indeed was small, but it felt like it had a lot of things ironed out. Or maybe I was so junior that I just that's how it appeared to me. <laughs> but it seemed like everything was pretty pretty tight. There was a clear vision, clear focus. We didn't do a lot of different things at the Muse. We were trying so many different things, experimenting a lot. Some things worked, some things didn't. And so I felt like it was more of a real startup experience. And I was more senior by the time I got there. So there was a whole lot more pressure and responsibility. So that was fun. I loved it. Um, got to work on an acquisition where we uh, pulled in a technology and then, you know, I got to integrate that through the company. So that was fun. Um, yeah, I loved it. That's great. So at Indeed, you were doing technical partnerships. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like at the Muse, it was more partnership marketing. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, for the most part. How did team structure differ or how did you approach those differently? Yeah, another big difference is Indeed was global, um, where in the Muse, you know, it was just U.S. So the team structure and Indeed, you know, I I had people um, covering the whole world in different locations. And that was kind of fun, just learning how to, like, work with all the different cultures, especially in Europe. Um, cause the sales process is way different. And so, and so that was fun. Um, so at the muse, I think it was a, I would say it was a scaled down version of it. Got in much deeper in the U S in terms of marketing partnerships, which was cool because I didn't get, we didn't get to explore those as much as I wanted to it indeed. But that was a big difference. Like, I think we went deeper and picked like, okay, let's do co-marketing with, all the relevant industry players for the muse um, and just drive leads for sales, get the word out about our product. That was the main focus. Whereas indeed it was more about like piping in the product, making sure that everything worked well together. So at indeed it was enabling some aspect of technology and product. And at the muse, it was really about driving value together, particularly for sales. Yeah. Driving business for the most part. Driving business. It when you eventually think about channel sales for Dahlia, what will you have in place? I know you mentioned a full time person. Is that real start? Will you think about co marketing? How will you approach that in the future? Yeah, I think we'll have someone dedicated to all the <laughs> recruitment marketing agencies. Um, so that would be a dedicated resource, probably a team of, of people for co-marketing. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be able to sell on the value of Dahlia in combination with the companies that we're connecting with. So if you're an ATS, you know, and your customers use Dahlia, they should get a better experience and better performance from your ATS because they're using Dahlia. So I'd love to be able to tell that message and like base the marketing partnerships on stories like that. So where like our two products come together and deliver more value together than they would separately. That's like the gold that we'd be going after. And I think we'd have to have like a dedicated team there as well, pushing those relationships and getting those deals. Got it sense can you talk a little bit about your fundraising experience hr tech i think is hot right now for a period of time was not really mm-hmm. so what what have you seen in fundraising how are people approaching your space yeah i mean it's amazing how much money has come into the space recently like there's these huge hundred million dollar rounds that you just never saw before so it's been it's been cool to see that start to happen in hr tech so for for us specifically, you know, we've taken a pretty lean approach to fundraising. We raised, I went through an accelerator program. That was like the first money we raised. So it was me, one engineer, went to an accelerator program. And then from there, quickly went on to raise a small seed round from my own network of investors. That's former people from Indeed, some other people that I, from the industry. And so we kept it pretty pretty tight. I didn't start by raising a lot of money. And I think I get some of that from the Indeed experience. You know, Indeed, 
never raised a lot of money. They just did one series A that was not a large amount of money and then never raised beyond that and ran the business very efficiently. And so I think I'm just, I've got that in me and we want to do something similar here at, at Dahlia. I think we'll have to raise to continue to grow, but I don't want to raise just for the sake of putting money in the bank. So our experience has been, let's try to build the business. Let's try to get customers, make a product that delivers ROI. We're raising small amounts along the way to continue enabling that. But the experience with investors has been, I don't know, it's really hard. As much money as there is coming into the space, it's always tough to to raise money. And so it's been a whole different thing to learn about, like the psychology of investors, the psychology of pitching you know, what works and what doesn't. At the end of the day, it seems to just come down to fear of missing out. <laughs> so it's been a fun learning curve. And I think in the next, uh, you know, three to six months, we're going to go out to raise a little bit more money. But it's challenging. No matter how hot a space is, you hear about these rounds getting done. I can tell you it's it's never easy to get a, a small or large round done. Yeah, absolutely. Are you seeing intelligent questions around the HR tech space. So when you're getting questions from investors or objections, is it about the space or is it about something else? It's only about the space if they have other investments in the space. And then they'll ask questions related to their other investments. So we've talked to some investors who've invested in chatbots and they're really focused around artificial intelligence <laughs> and do we have any of, of that sort of technology built into our product? So I guess they're not the best question because <laughs> they seem to follow trends. We don't know. I think the questions are more from investors are more around the opportunity size. Like how big can this get? How fast can it get that big? And it mostly hovers there. Can you get out of the gate? Where are you as a business? Like, can you be real in the next year or two? And real means hundreds of customers and you're growing like wildfire. So the investors that we've talked to are all looking for a billion dollar business. That's it. And that's what we've learned. And if you're not selling that story that your business is going to eventually be worth a billion dollars, the investors quickly lose interest. So that's one of the things that we found. And I, you know, I don't love that. It's been, that's not a great experience to go through. Um, Not every business needs to be a billion dollar business to be a success. I think Dahlia will, but I think that's really the only thing investors are focused on these days. So yeah, it's all about speed and opportunity for the investors. Occasionally, we'll talk to investors who are really focused on the value prop for the job seeker and what's different about that than what else is on the market. And I love those conversations. Then like I really vibe with those investors and um, those are the better relationships that I've built. And does that usually come when they have experience in the space? Um, Not always. Nope. Maybe they have experience in other consumer tech where the business has become Their other investments have become successful because they had a truly unique consumer experience and value prop. And then it can translate. But a lot of investors are just looking for the payoff and the money. And 
how's your business model unique? How can you grow quickly? When can I get the return? It it does come down to that in most cases. Makes sense. As you reflect on your past couple of years experience with Dahlia, are there any lessons that if you could send back to your earlier self that you would want to? Hmm. I would have moved faster. I think um, I was a little bit too conservative in the early days, especially with spending money. I could have hired faster and built the team more quickly. I think that's a big thing. Although I'm really happy with our size now. Like it feels like we've got a great group and we've grown so fast this year. But in the early days, I think I was a little gun shy. And I think I was, you know, once you get it to a point where I raise a little bit of money, we have some customers. Obviously, you have to keep taking risks and take big risks to be successful. But you start to see what you've built and you've got it and you don't want to mess things up. And so you just always have to be fearless and just keep trying new things and not be afraid that something will fail. And um, that should be like obvious for the psyche of an entrepreneur, but it's surprising that sometimes you can pull back on that. So I guess I would just say move faster. And this year we've been trying to move as fast as we possibly can. So I, you know, scary sometimes how, how quickly we're moving. It's working out and, you know, I want to go even faster now. <laughs>